You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today. We are joined by our weekly guest every Monday. We talk to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Hello, Steve. Have you recovered from the busy morning so far? It was pretty busy, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. they're, they're uh, giving us... Uh, media members plenty to do over here so mm-hmm. I'm very uh, great, grateful and appreciative of that but yeah my head was been in there for a little bit but I think I got some good stuff done okay cool so we we actually got to see it uh, I mean if you look at recent years a decent amount of practice we got to see about 30 minutes this morning um, or a little after nine o'clock or so what were your what were your main takeaways what groups did you stand around the most what, what just tell us what you kind of saw and, and gathered from the little 30 minute snippet that we saw this morning yeah, so me and my uh, coworkers over at Inside Nebraska, um, we uh, kind of divvied it up. I was taking the offense, and one of my other coworkers, uh, Zach, was taking the defense. So I stuck with the quarterbacks um, a lot, actually. So uh, my main takeaways um, coming from the offensive side of the ball was just, you know, I, you know, to me, like I'm not a coach or anything, but to me, the ball just comes comes out of the hand differently when it's uh, Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy, and then it's everybody else kind of. Uh, so I. I came out of the practice thinking, um, I mean, watching Casey Thompson throw the football, um, especially on short and inter- intermediate routes, um, about 10 to 15, um, maybe 18 um, yards down the field. It looked really, really good from, from Casey. I, I, I just, the, the zip that he had, the force behind his throws, he was thrown to um, tight end Travis Bokalek, uh, Nebraska's 60-year senior at tight end, and Travis wasn't having to, to jump up, he wasn't having to bend down. He, I mean, Casey was planting the ball um, on on uh, Travis's hands really, really well, and I, I just kind of noticed that. That kind of was re- really cool and fun to see. And honestly, Chubba Purdy wasn't wasn't too far behind. It was, you know, if we're talking about like um, just the the kind of oomph or or the zip behind these passes, mm-hmm. Chubba Chubba um, had that as well. Um, I. I just kind of noticed those two things and, and kind of the command they had. And obviously, if you're if you're one of the media members that are looking at um, where where these guys are taking their snaps, like in the line, like Casey Thompson was first, yep. Chubba Purdy was second, Logan Smothers was third, um, and then it just kind of continued on. But um, yeah, those are kind of the biggest takeaways um, for me from Casey and Chubba was the ball looks really good coming out of their hands, and, and there's some force and zip behind those passes. Keeping it on that offensive side of the ball, you know, the, you were talking about the quarterbacks, the guys that he was throwing it to, the wide receivers. We heard from Mickey Joseph after practice saying that they kind of took it on the chin, that they didn't stack days today. Did you notice uh, kind of a struggle from the wide receivers today? So I didn't really look at the wide receivers. I wasn't over there, but I will tell you this. I was over at the um, defensive backs. That's kind of like where I started before mm-hmm. I went to the quarterbacks. And I was I was watching Travis Fisher with his defensive backs um, get their drill started, and the way Quentin Newsom um, came off the line of scrimmage, 
and hit um, one of his teammates, I can't remember who it was, in one of those um, kind of form tackling drills. Just, you know, nothing serious, just to get the kids awake, get the get the blood flowing, that, that, that type of drill. Um, and Quentin brought it. Quentin Newsom just absolutely um, gave a really big shot to one of his teammates, and Travis Fisher absolutely loved that. I mean, we have it on we have it on film over here at um, Inside Nebraska. You could clearly hear um, Travis Fisher saying, "Yeah, that's that's the way you you start this drill." I'm kind of paraphrasing because he added some words that I'm not really allowed to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. So so hearing um, Mickey Joseph say that. You know his his guys kind of got their you know, stuff given to them. Um, that kind of makes sense because from what I saw with Travis Fisher's DBs, they were they were ready to go today, and it was it was kind of fun watching them go through the little amount of drills that I did when I was over there. We're we're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here. He was at Huskers practice this morning as well as the press conference, and and one of the guys that we noticed was not practicing today was AJ Rollins um, at that tight end room. They're pretty thin, right? Uh, with uh, with Thomas Fedoni out, we don't know the extent of AJ Rollins, but he was not practicing today. Uh, when you look at that tight end room, how important is it that Chancellor Brewington and Travis Vokalek really take that that position or, or their play by the horns and, and just run with it, kind of as as two of the the more important people on, in that tight end room? Yeah, you're right on that. I was kind of um, just walking around and seeing AJ in the street clothes, I was just kind of disappointed because I, I think that kid is really, really talented and mm-hmm. he has a, a bright future ahead of him. Um, he just needs to get on the field and stay healthy and, and kind of show that, show what he can do out there, but he really hasn't been able to do it. He had a really great uh, spring game. But, but yeah, uh, Travis Volklek, you know, six-year senior, he's he's going to be the guy um, at, at tight end, and I'm just kind of um, hoping hoping to see um, him flash his pass his pass receiving skills this year. I know I know he's a really good receiver, but throughout his time here in Lincoln, he's been behind Austin Allen. He's kind of known for yeah. catching the ball, and, and Travis Volkluck has been kind of the run-blocking tight end. And I think a lot of NFL um, organizations are going to kind of give Travis Volkluck a good look about you know what he could do in, as, a, as a, a run blocker at the next level and also do a little receiving too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chancellor Brewington too, I mean, he's putting on weight. He's a really athletic former receiver from northern Arizona who – has the receiving skills, but maybe but maybe kind of struggles in the in the kind of inline uh, tight end blocking run mm-hmm. game. We know what he could do if you put him in motion. And, yeah, exactly. And goal line or, or short yardage situation, he's going to blow someone up at the end of, at the um, outside linebackers position probably. But um, yeah, those two are really sticking out to me. And also, I'll throw another name out there, guys. Nate Borkager, mm. a, a walk on from from Aurora, Sean Beckton, the tight ends coach, really really has been saying some really glowing things about Nate Borkature. Um and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if, you know, he kinda um, is in the mix there along with Burlington and, and maybe Chris Hickman as kind of that backup number two um, tight end role behind Travis. We're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here and another name that I neglected to mention was Chris Hickman. He looks like he's put on a little bit of muscle up top um, but where do you think he fits into this? Because it's it's been a career for, for Chris where he's been off and on special teams, I suppose, but really struggled to get on the field for a consistent amount of time. Where do you think Chris Hickman, if anywhere, fits into this this thing? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. He's He's been in the program for a while, and, and you know, like um, Brewington and some other guys on the program, he's just had some really bad injury luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right now he was – I was watching him today going through routes 
when you look at him, he just looks like a receiver out there because he's so thin. But I know that uh, Sean Beckton has been kind of adamant about him getting in the weight room and, and um, putting on the correct the correct amount of weight so he can sustain kind of playing playing tight end in the Big Ten. And you know it's been kind of hard for Cliff because some, sometimes he's um, he's been he came into the program as a tight end, and I believe he got switched to a wide receiver, and then he's back at tight end now. So he's it hasn't been a smooth and, and kind of easy transition of or I guess um, transition for for Chris here at Nebraska. But yeah, I mean he was the number two tight end that was catching passes behind Travis. Yeah. Um, so he was he was the main tight end that uh, Chuba Purdy was thrown to uh, today from the from the drills that I saw, and he was you know just looking looking like a really athletic kind of bigger bigger bodied wide receiver but you know he's still I, I i'd be surprised if he was over 220 pounds at six foot five so he just needs to work, continue to work on building his body and and getting getting that weight up because if he does i mean that's a that's another pass catching um tight end in, in sean beckton's room and um i i just think that he has potential but again he's got to stay he's got to stay healthy and he's got to you know kind of show show his worth in, in the run blocking area too because if you're going to play for Sean Beckton you, you got to be like Travis Folk like you got to stick yeah. your nose into the a run game and, and, and prove yourself as a, a run blocker too. We're, we're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here the rival site for the Huskers and, and Steve last one before we let you go because we know you're busy the decommitment of Ashley Williams the outside linebacker from Louisiana made his decision to decommit from the Huskers yesterday. What does this mean for Nebraska? And then, obviously, there's been another target that's kind of associated with this decommitment, and that's Cameron Le- uh, Lenhart from IMG Academy down in Florida that has a top three currently of Michigan State, Penn State, and Nebraska. I mean, where does Nebraska kind of fall on this thing? They have Maverick Noonan committed, but now Ashley Williams has decommitted. What does this mean for Nebraska? Yeah, I think when you look at Ashley Williams, um, that, that was kind of a weird deal about how yeah. he was um, – just offered and then and then came to the visits and then uh, he he moved up his commitment date I I think was the story and then just just a whole bunch of like odd odd kind of storyline stuff but then yeah you, you hear about him going on an official visit to Auburn and, and I believe he picked up a Washington offer and, and an Auburn one today mm-hmm. um, but yeah then you look at also Cameron Lenhart too I, I think Nebraska would like to have another edge uh, edge rusher defender in the in the 2023 class and i think cameron cameron linhart is we'll see what happens with him but he's kind of looking good right now to me but yeah it's, it's kind of sad to see ashley williams go because you know the huskers had his commitment and, yeah. and that's like a six foot six 220 pound you just look at that guy's frame and you think like wow like <laughs> there's not a ton of guys on nebraska's roster mm-hmm. that look like that uh right now at, at that age i guess um so yeah i mean it's we'll, we'll see what ultimately happens but uh um, yeah, Cameron Lenhart is, I think, the one that I think Nebraska would probably really like to have right now. All right, there's always a lot of guys that you are a couple guys, I should say. There's a very few amount that when you're going looking up and down the recruiting class or, or prospects, I suppose, that it's we'll make room for that guy if he wants to come here. Like, like for example, yeah. Malachi Coleman's one of those guys. I, I was truly thinking that Ashley Williams would be like one of those guys with his frame, and, and especially from a recruiting hotbed down in Louisiana. I mean, this was a top 150 guy in a lot of recruiting rankings. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm of the thinking, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this, but you know, when you have guys like that interested in your program and they want to come play for you and you're kind of worrying about numbers, sometimes I mm-hmm. think it's just best to – take the talent and figure it out later. Right. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I, I agree. Mean, everybody kind of knows that, you know, recruiting is a business and, you know, feeling it's not really great to have feelings in this whole thing, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, when, when a guy like Ashley Williams with his length and his kind of upside, mm-hmm. um, if he's interested in you, any, anybody who, who is of that caliber, um, wants to come, wants to come play for you. I think you take those guys and then just figure out the numbers later. Well, it's especially in a situation like college football is nowadays that we talk so much about with, with transfer portal and, and everything being so fluid. You like you said, Steve. I mean, you worry about the numbers later, in my opinion, because yeah. I mean, you don't know what Nebraska's numbers are going to look like six months from now. You don't even know what it's going to look like in the middle of the season. So, I mean, <laughs> you could have a, a Greg Bell situation where he's he just leaves the program after three or four games, and and you're down a guy. So, I, I think we're in the same boat in that. All right, last but not least, Wilson Contreras. Does he get traded? Oh, I think he's going to get. Dang, traded sure. I, I, I've, I've been I've been kind of keeping keeping tabs on both. It's so sad, and you know I kind of teared up myself. I'm yeah, I didn't tear up when he was his last game <laughs> in Chicago. I know they've had that road swing in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be sad to see him go. But yeah, we'll we'll see, and maybe I'll. Wherever he ends up going, maybe I'll kind of pay attention to them for their playoff run. It, it is, it do you, is. Do you want heart to join? Wrenching. Do you want to join the show tomorrow after Wilson gets traded, and you guys, you and Nick, can just, <laughs> we can just tearfully, cry about tearfully it. talk about how great he Let's was? Let's do it. We can have it out, Nick. Okay, there perfect. You go. I'll just, I'll just sit here. I'll take myself yeah. off the stream. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. All right, Steve. Appreciate the time as always. Good stuff. Um, have fun with the rest of your your busy Monday. I'm sure you got plenty of articles to write. Um, appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, thank you, guys. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time, as always. Good stuff. Um, check him out at Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers. He just told me on the phone before we, we brought it to the air that he just got done writing an article uh, that w- with the connection of Mark Whipple and Casey Thompson and things like that. So go check that out at Inside Nebraska. All right, let's go ahead and take our final time out. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up the show. We might dive into the Ashley Williams discussion a little bit more but we'll put a bow on Monday's show coming up in a few minutes on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long, wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7, the ticket and the ticket FM.com.